1: This is Dr. Jonathan Hanson. I'm the president of World Ministries International, as well as Eagle Saving Nations. Go to my website, worldministries.org, worldministries.org. We're in my college chapel here at World Ministries International. It's a live audience, even with children. I have with me Bishop Tobias Nyamaya out of Kenya, East Africa, and he'll be delivering the word of God today.
2: Bishop. Thank you, sir. Thank you for welcoming Well, praise the Lord. It's nice being here again today. And I thank God for each and every one of us today. It's a beautiful Sunday the Lord has given us. The Bible says this is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Regardless of our situation, regardless of what we're going through, regardless of the pain, the suffering, the blessings that we have, let us rejoice and be glad in the Lord. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not in anything else, but in the Lord. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. I want to share with us today about uh, the prodigal son in the book of Luke, chapter 15, a message titled Return to Your Father or Return to the Father. Luke 15, we're reading verse 11 downwards. And he said, A man had two sons the younger one of them said to his father father give me the share of the estate that falls to me so he divided his wealth between them and not many days later the younger son gathered everything together and went to a journey into a distant country and there he squandered his estate with loose living now when he had spent everything a severe famine occurred in the country And he began to be improvised. So he went and hired himself out to one of the citizens of that country. And he sent him into his fields to feed the swines. And he would have gladly filled his stomach with the pods that the swines were eating. And no one was giving anything to him. But when he came to his senses, he said, How many of my father's hired men have more than enough bread? But I am dying here with hunger. I will get up and go to my father and will say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and in your sight. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me one of your hired men. So he got up and came to his father. But while he was still a long way off, his father saw him and felt compassion on him and reigned and embraced him and kissed him. And the son said to him, Father, I've sinned against heaven and in your sight. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Father, we just thank you, praise you for your word. Thank you, Lord, that you're a loving father. And that's why we call you father. We thank you, Father, because you care for us. You're full of compassion and mercy and love. And we thank you, Lord, even as we're running back to your arms, Lord. We know, Lord, that you embrace us regardless of what we are as long as we repent. We thank you and you praise so you. Believe with us today, with yourself, and even as I share your word today, may you minister to us, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Now, I believe this story, you've read it over and over again. You've heard it preached, and then probably shared from it yourself. But today, we are going to look at it again, because every time I read the word of God, no matter how often I've read it, it comes out with a different understanding, a different revelation. Amen. And so I believe as we're going to look at it today, I believe we're going to be blessed out of it. We want to look at this text that we just read about the prodigal son. You know the father had two sons, that is what the scripture says. And one of them decided to ask the father to give him the share of his estate. Let me touch a little bit about the older son. Even though the older son was a very good son, but there was a problem with him too. The older son had a problem. His problem was very judgmental. was very critical he was thinking was perfect he was thinking was a perfect son and he didn't seem to know that anybody else can make a mistake like his brother did but we all make mistakes we are not perfect in fact pastor has just said if you think you're perfect i would say probably you think you're perfect maybe you take a flight to heaven that's where the perfect are amen so this older son thought it was perfect he thought it was good thought it was just better than his brother. But our focus today is about the younger son. Verse 11 says, And he said, A man had two sons. The younger one of them said to his father, Father, give me the share of the estate that falls to me. So the father decided to divide the estate to him. And when he was given his share, he took off. King James uses the word living. Maxwell Bible uses the word prodigal. A New American Standard Version, the one I've just read, uses the word squandered his estate. Squandered his estate. Or wasteful. Or rather loose living. Living loosely. Living lovelessly. Living like a king. He went and lived and spent everything that the father had given him. And the Bible says after spending everything the father had given him, famine struck. There came famine. There came luck. You know, Many of you may not know what it means to have luck. We who come from Africa, sometimes we understand. I have come from a background where sometimes luck, you see it with your face like this. But not in a sense where we waste it. A lot of us, a lot of you probably are privileged to have enough that probably you can waste. But when you talk about waste, for us who come from Africa, understand what waste means. Well, I, I mean, I understand what it means to lack. I understand what it means when you have something, you you really want to cherish it. But this young man, when he got it, he went and wasted it. He went and squandered it. The Bible says he squandered it. He lived a prodigal way. Prodigal is just meaning wasting, wasteful way. But when that was over, everything that was given, the Bible says he went and walked into the field where he was feeding the swine, feeding the pigs. One of the things I hate is pig. I used to love pork so much. I used to love it. And I know some of us here, when I went to visit one of my friends, they said, Can we go do barbecue? I said, What kind of barbecue? He said, No, when you say barbecue in Kenya, in a place where I come from, barbecue is, you know, beef. You go and roast beef. That is barbecue to us. But here, when you talk of barbecue, you barbecue pork. So you said, Pork. I said, No, I'm sorry, but I really like it, but I don't think I'll eat it because. I think pork is the most dirtiest animal, and I don't like eating it. I used to love it, but when I discovered that, it went out of my heart. But anyway, he went and fed the swine. The Bible says, he longed to eat to his field from the crabs, from the pods, from the husk, the leftover that the swine had left. That is verse 15. The Bible says, no one would give him any food. Chances are, he was given, and he went and wasted It is good when we have to guard what we have. Keep what you have. Keep it. Take care of it. Guard it. Don't waste it. Because when you waste it, you can sometimes later on you may wonder, "Ah, God, where am I lacking anymore? Because God gave you and you wasted it. To waste something that you've been given, you can pay a big price for it. Hallelujah. If you have something God has given you, that which he has given you, God has given you a talent. You remember the story of the talent when God took away the talent that he given that man and you waste that talent. You may wish to have it again and nobody will give it to you. This man was given his opportunity. He had a chance. He had a chance to be able to move on with his life. But he was given it that chance and he wasted that opportunity. So many of us waste opportunities. So many of us miss opportunities. You may be watching me today and you've done that. You might perhaps have wasted that opportunity. God the Father is calling you, come back to me. Don't waste that opportunity. Praise the name of the Lord. Now there's a few things that I want to share with you today. Number one, the Bible says this young man went to the far country. Far country. Where is this far country that the Bible talks about? Have you ever asked yourself, where is this far country? Now far country is not measured by distance. Far country is a world without God. Far country is a world where you forget about God. People live in a far country. They don't think about God. They forget about God. They are without God. That is the far country. If you are living and you don't think of God, your mind is only set on the things of this world. You are in the far country. If you don't think of God, what God has done for you, you don't think of God saving us, God loving you, you are in a far country. This man was living in a far country, a place without God. When we live in a far country, we live without God. Hallelujah. Wherever you are, not in fellowship with God, your life is in a far country. You do not belong there. God does not want you to belong where there is no God. God wants us to be in fellowship with him, to be in fellowship with our brothers, to be in fellowship with our sisters. That is where we belong. We don't belong to the far country, my brothers and sisters. Mm. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. A far country is a place without God, or living without God, loving the things of this world. This is what this young man did. He loved the things of this world, took off, and went and wasted, and squandered that which you had been given. He was living in a far country without God. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. The far country has many roads. The departure of this young son is a type of lostness. It's obvious he is not with God. He was lost. In fact, the book of Luke chapter 15 it talks about three parables. The lost sheep, which got lost naturally. The lost coin, which got lost accidentally. And the lost son, who got lost willfully. When we get lost willfully, praise the name of the Lord. His loss is lost. He's not at home. He is in the far country. He's not a worker, he's a waster. He's not lifting, he's a dragging people down. So many people who are in a lost country are wasters. They drag down. When somebody is trying to build, they are trying to tear down. You're in a far country when you are such a type of a person. Instead of building, instead of pulling resources together, you tear down. You are lost without God. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise Amen. the Lord. Praise Hallelujah. He's not creating. He's destroying. He's not producing. He's consuming. He was a lost man, just a consumer. Why did this young man go into the far country? Because he wanted to please himself. He wanted to get away where nobody knows him and get away and go there and please himself. People want will please themselves are always by themselves. Lost country. God made us for fellowship. God made us people for fellowship, so that we fellowship with one another. We fellowship with our brothers and sisters. We are not by ourselves. This man wanted to be by himself. He's lost. Praise the name of the Lord. Self-pleasing is expensive. When you just want to please yourself, it's very expensive. Very expensive. Eventually, you will end up losing everything, because it costs something. When you are bent on pleasing yourself, you are doomed to pay a terrible price. If self is your god, it will hurt you, and it will not only hurt you; it will also end up hurting others. Self can hurt others because it leaves a wound. This man had left a wound. The Bible does not talk about his mother. I don't know why. Looked it. Uh, Jesus didn't mention the mother, but Jesus only mentioned the father and the brother. But he left a wound—a wound that nobody else could heal. When we by ourselves we leave wounds. Hallelujah. We had people, we had one another. I pray that God will help us that we can fellowship together, that we can not be like this young, this young man who went and wasted the things that he had been given. Hallelujah. When he reached a far country, what did he do? He wasted the substance with riotous living. I, I can see my time is running, but I, want to, I wanted to cover something. Let me just jump a few steps here. The far country represents a land of poverty, a near where there's nothing, land of poverty. I just told you about Africa, where we are. You know, I work with, I work with I'm a bishop, and I work with about 700 past, pastors in our country. And we go to many, many, parts of the, many parts of our country, Kenya. And some of those parts we go to, there's really luck. There is really luck. Sometimes it, the rain, they don't experience rain and for a long time, it, has, it doesn't rain. And they depend on the rain. When it rains, they, they are able to oh, do something in the ground and get it. But if it doesn't rain, they lack it. So they really live in poverty, understanding poverty. So this far country, this young man, represent poverty, represent luck. He spent all he wanted in life. That it is costly in a far country, so that he had nothing. It cost and drained both the father... It caused and dreaded both the father and the, the brother. That's why the brother was indignant. That's why the, father, the brother was complaining. Because he went and spent it. It caused luck in the family. I pray we will not be like this man, that we can always bring something to our family. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. It cost him everything. He was he was left with nothing. Jeremiah chapter 5, verse 25 says, Your sins have withheld my bounty from you. When we sin, and take away what God has given us, God will also with also his blessing from us. Let me repeat that was Jeremiah twenty, Jeremiah 5.25 that I just read to you. Your sins have withheld my bounty from you. That's what God says. When we sin, sin causes God to withhold his blessing from us. God's hand is folded. God's hand is not released to us. Amen? And and Proverbs 22 says, 22, it says, the one who sows injustice will reap disaster. So iniquity will reap vanity. So the far country is a land of deception. Number one, the far country is a land of represent poverty. Number two, a far country is a land of deception. He came to himself before, before that he was without God. Before that he was out of his mind. The Bible says, when he came to the far country, He came back to himself. God put some sense to him. How I pray that God will put some sense to us. That God will remind us. Maybe you're watching me today and you're a man, a boy, a young man who has just run away from from home. May God bring back you to you, your senses. May you get back the sense that you are, that God had given you. He came back to his senses. He came back to his mind. Sin distorts Our vision. Sin clouds us. When we are without God, we are in sin. And sin distorts our vision, distorts our mind, distorts our understanding. I pray God will help you so that sin does not distort your mind. Come back home. Come back to the Father. The Father's arm is open to you. As long as a man is away from God, he's not really himself. Somebody else is ruling him. Something is ruling him. The enemy is ruling him. If the enemy is ruling you and you're listening and watching me tonight, may God put a sense in you. Come back to him. He's waiting for you. He loves you. He cares for you. Your father is still waiting for you. He came back to his senses and went back to the father. Now there's a saying they say, the ox will wander only to the length of the rope. Can I repeat that again? Yeah. The ox will wander only to the length of the rope. He had wandered only as far as... He- that the little money that he had could take him. So now he has to come back to his senses. Praise the Lord. He returned home from the county. He recognizes his, his disparate condition, sweet memories of home, how he, the father used to love him, how he used to eat good food, how he used to be embraced, how he used to get gifts. Now that came to his mind. Now he had nothing. He's working for somebody. And the Bible says even nobody would give him. Nobody would give him. You know, when you waste what God has given you, let me tell you, even your friends will run away from you. Your friends will leave you. There are people who can only keep you as far as as far as far they see what you have. When that is g- done, you're gone. You calling friends, nobody wants to pick your calls. We need to come back to our senses. Come back to God. Amen? Amen? Praise the Lord. Come back to the Father. The Father's arm is open to you. Praise the name of the Lord. The good thing is that he recognized his suffering and how many how many had hired, hired servants his father had. And he said, I have my father has so many people that even is feeding. Let me go back. He recognized that. So he came back to his senses. He recognized, admit his sin. We need to admit our sins and he confessed his sin. He said, Father, I've sinned against you. Forgive me. He repented. Praise the name of the Lord. God And the Bible says his father forgave him. His father forgave him and embraced him and organized a party for him. God, the father is waiting for you. Maybe your, your earthly father has offended you. Maybe some people, I've heard stories about even our earthly father abusing us, abusing people. But heavenly father loves you. He cares for you. He's calling you, come back to him. He's willing that you come back to him. He's just waiting for you. Praise the name of the Lord. Come back to the Father. It doesn't matter what you've done. It doesn't matter your mistakes. It doesn't matter your weaknesses. As long as you're willing to confess and say, Father, I have sinned against you, he'll he'll be willing to let you in and will be willing to, to, to forgive you. The Bible says his Father received him and forgave him and made a party for him. That's why when we come back to the Lord, the angels of heaven rejoices. Thousands of heaven rejoices because of us. We have come back to him. Praise the Lord. God is waiting for you. If you're out there and you've run away from home, you're running away from God, stand to God today. Whether you are running away because of some addiction or some influences of whatever you have, whatever it is, maybe alcohol or drugs or whatever, God is telling you, come back to him. He's willing to receive you. He's willing to forgive you. He loves you just the way you are. He's not. He is willing to give you a second chance. Now, I want to tell you a very quick story. I'm just reading this story very quickly because my time is running out. The story is told about James Costa. I think many of you who are in the IT, IT, or those of you that are in the technology probably you have heard of this guy called James Costa. But the story is told about James Costa, an IT consultant who earned $1,500 a month. At the age of thirteen, with an with an 80, eighteen year old girlfriend, pocket full of cash and plenty of friends, he began skipping school and trying, and staying out late into the night. Then his parents issued him with an ultimatum: if he wanted to live under their roof, he had to give up all and focus in to school on focus to school. Costa reacted by emancipating Im- himself from the custody of his parents. Very soon Costa's computer skills attracted attention of hackers. Together they hacked into major computer networks such as Electric Electric and I uh, gen- sorry a in- uh, network such as General Electric and IB. At the age of 14 he was arrested by FBI since, emancipation, excuse, since his emancipation, he wasn't technically a child. So the FBI charged him as an adult and was sentenced for 45 years in imprisonment. Costa was given a prison sentence for 45 years. The judge, however, wanted to give him a second chance. He ordered, the, he ordered that Costa be sent to the ju- juvenile detention center instead of a maximum security prison, and suspended his sentence on the condition that he will be he will not commit another crime and join the military when eligible. Costa was released after after a year and joined the military later in the and was recruited by the US Army, the Navy and as well as the CIA to help them trace crimes committed using computers around the world to uh, cut the long story short. Costas later, when he had finished his, his, his maximum maximum uh, imprisonment, Costa started a, a company known as a multi-dollar game de- development firm known as 3G Studios. A huge part of his company focuses on teen mentoring for troubled youth. Costa will not be who he is today. If it was not for the judge who gave him a second chance, God is giving us a second chance today. God is giving you a second chance. You can come to him. You can return to God the Father who loves you, cares for you. He understands you. Just say, Father, I surrender to you. I'm giving it up to you. And come back to God. And God will receive you again. Thank you. God bless you.
1: I hope you do that as pastor Tobias shared i hope you take this opportunity to say god forgive me i want another chance and he'll do just like that just like the prodigal son's father ran kissed him hugged him gave him a robe and ring and i'll tell you what your father is waiting look at my website worldministries.org worldministries.org that's worldministries.org Also, give us your best you love offering. stay on this local station. May God richly, richly bless you. Now, here is my friend, Scott Farah, and he's going to help you with your business. Scott?
3: Jesus teaches us that we should never do anything without making a plan first. Most small business owners fail to follow this biblical principle and do not have a written plan for where they want to be in one year, three years, five years. Yet every large business has a written plan. Many who wish to start their own businesses do not develop a plan first. This is one of the major reasons that 80% of all small businesses fail within the first five years. God worked through me to develop a unique educational program for business people. Quite frankly, this program has changed people's lives. If you currently own a business or if you're thinking about going into business for yourself, you need the independence program. Visit our website, independenceprogram.training, and if you choose to purchase this unique educational program, make sure that you use promo code WMI. It will give you a 5% discount.
4: So if what you have just heard resonates with you, and if you care and you want to be an unsung hero, I implore you, please take a few seconds to call us today and leave a message with a short prayer for us because we need to know that you are with us and care enough to be part of the spark with us so that together we can move God to send a great awakening that can reverse the inevitability of God's coming judgment according to what God spoke in Jeremiah 18, 7, and 8. We believe that if you joined hands with us, Together, we can save America from certain catastrophic judgment. So call now, okay? Dial 360-629-5248. And say a short prayer for us in your message. And leave your phone number too, okay? So one more time, 360-629-5248. Thank you and God bless.